Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our special guest, Lori Lyons. Lori is a non-technical person living in a technical world. As a web designer and marketer, she strives to help her clients with marketing confusion in simple, everyday terms. She marries the woo and the do and uses stories and analogies to make the complex simple. Lori has over 30 years as an entrepreneur and marketer has overcome life-threatening trauma, and in spite of physical challenges, maintains a sense of humor and fun about life. She loves her Atlanta Braves baseball team and enjoys her backyard bird habitat. And I am very delighted to welcome Lori because not only is she a non-technical person living in a technical world, but she is also a category director as am I, in the brand new, about to be launched as the the date of this recording, podcast magazine. And so she is the category director for leisure, and I am the category director for arts. So we are collaborative partners on a team, as well as uh, being entrepreneurs together. And so I'm just really grateful and delighted to welcome you to the show, Lori. So happy to be here, Emerald. This is going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. So I want to start, Lori, with just asking you a little bit about what inspired you. Like, what's your backstory around becoming an entrepreneur and specifically about becoming somebody who is uh, helping people to clarify in their marketing confusion? Sure. It's it's really kind of a, a funny, ironic story because I started... I was an entrepreneur in 1994 when entrepreneur really wasn't a buzzword. I started my own business. I had worked for a company and discovered, you know, I'm paying this gentleman 50% of my profit and all he's doing is handling my receivables and heck, I can do that. So I took my client base and started my own business and worked from home. And at the time it was really kind of weird. People were like, well, you don't go to an office like, no, I work in my little closet, (laughs) you know, and, but I loved it. I loved getting up and I could, you know, at the time I, I go down at two o'clock in the morning and work because it was just so much fun. And I loved, you know, making my own schedule and, and doing my own thing and whatever I wanted to do, I could do. And I was making a boatload of money doing it. So, so that was even better. What I did was I did marketing packaging and that was customized binders and folders. And I had a, a, ton of pharmaceutical clients in New Jersey. So, you know, then this little thing called the internet came along and about 2006, I realized this isn't going anywhere. And then more and more companies were putting their, what they put in binders, intranet or internet. 
HR resources were all online now. And so I kind of came to a crossroads and said, I got to figure out what to do. I've either got to totally restructure my business around this new, new thing, or, you know, I was kind of tired of paying quarterly taxes and all the paperwork. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go work for somebody for a while. So I did that for a while and discovered I was unemployable <laughs> and, you know, in that very short amount of time, but then the economy tanked and I was like, I, you know, what am I going to do here? So I went to work for a company that did website design and, and online marketing. And I knew nothing. I literally did not know how to turn up very, very rarely knew, you know, knew how to turn on a computer. So I went to work for this company and my job was to make sales calls for it. And I, he was going to pay me $75 for every sales call that I made, you know, that I, that I scheduled for him. And I said, well, if you want me to, you know, I can make them all day long. I live in Atlanta. I grew up here. I know a lot of people. I could make, you know, 10 appointments a day, <laughs> but do you want appointments or do you want like real good qualified clients? <laughs> and so let me learn about the business. That's the only way I can do it is to know who's qualified. So that kind of started me on learning the business and went from making sales calls to being an account manager. And then I learned that if I learned how to do some of this stuff, I could serve our clients better because I could do the work myself and not put them in the system and the ticketing. So if, if they wanted to do something simple, like, like change a word or change a sentence, I could do it. I wouldn't have to put them in and make them wait four or five days. So then I, you know, in the process, about three years later, I got laid off because I wasn't technical enough. But what he didn't realize was I had been learning. <laughs> so one of my friends said, hey, I need a website. Are you interested? And I said, well, I've never built one before, but if you're patient and you're okay with it, sure, I'll give it a shot. And not only did I build him a website, he's still a client today, but he paid me for it. <laughs> so then the next friend came along and the next friend came along. And then all of a sudden it was like, this became a business. Nice. And it kind of coalesced everything that I had learned over all of the years into this. And I'm like, you know, I really wish I'd done it earlier, but I probably wouldn't have been appreciated it earlier. So it just, it just kind of all magically fell into place. So that was, that was the short long version. <laughs> well, we love magic. <laughs> I just got a magic message from my computer that I need to plug it in because oh. I unplugged it. But so we're going to take a two-second unplug plug-in break here, and my editor will clear that out. And I'm going to do my nose. And good thing we said a little prayer at the start that we were going to uh, have no technology issues because uh, <laughs> that's probably a good thing to have the thing plugged in. So thank goodness for notifications, right? Love notifications. Well, you know, it's funny that you're this non-technical person living in the technical world, and I have a technical challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can help you with that one. Plug it in. Yeah. Plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> in and it will work. So beautiful. All right. Well, I want to ask you next, Lori, about, you know, one thing that I know that Wickedly Smart Women need to do when, especially when they're stepping into the world of self-employment, is they really need to value their own vision, right? Mm -hmm. And so what's fascinating to me about your story is that you became self-employed then you went to work for somebody else, discovered you were unemployable, but stayed for a while and then became unemployed and then went back to working for somebody else and then became self-employed again. So your journey has been an interesting journey of moving back and forth between those worlds. 
So I'd love to have you talk about like when you have to make those decisions of this isn't working. So now I need to do something else. And then, and then choosing to, to potentially go back into employment because so many people, you know, love the idea of self-employment and many, many, many wickedly smart women step out and, and do step into self-employment without realizing necessarily what that all entails. So I'd love to have you talk about valuing your vision, number one, and number two, you know, how you navigated during those periods where you were making decisions. Like how did you hold yourself when you decided to go back and work for somebody else? even though you're unemployable. (laughs) Well, I didn't know I was unemployable at the time. (laughs) It wasn't until after I got laid off the second time (laughs) where I said, you know, let's change this outlook. It's an interesting question because I think as women, there's, there's the role that we should do and that we should take. And we typically don't see ourselves as risk takers. And I think there are so many women that are far more risk takers than they allow themselves to, to be. There's a lot of risk in raising children. There's a lot of risk in getting married. There's a lot of risk in, you know, in working for a big company or, or going up on your own. So I think the first thing for women is to, to give yourself permission to take that risk. That you are going to be, if your mindset says, I'm going to do this and you know, be successful in it no matter what it takes, then I think that's a very valid and terrific mindset to have. And I love that mindset when I hear women say, I just did it. And I've told the story before that when I went into website design, I've now been laid off twice. We've gone through the 2008, 2010 timeframe. And now I was back working for somebody else and got laid off again for the second time and thought, you know what? I'm tired of this being in somebody else's control. But I didn't know what to do. And I was pretty broke at that point. Thankfully, we had, you know, I had my husband's income to kind of, you know, we, we didn't, you know, we survived. But it was, um, you do what you got to do. And so when I started this, I just kind of fell into it. But I didn't even have money in my bank account at the time for my own hosting of my own website. So it had gotten to be pretty dire straits for me. And it wasn't something that I was going to go take money out of the coffers. I thought, there's a way to do this. There's a way to work this. And I just figured out how to get it done. And if I had waited till everything was perfect, till I had money in the bank, or till I had this, or till this was done, or I had my desk set up the way I wanted, I never would have started. Because it's never going to be perfect. Mm. We just have to do it. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Well, and what I'm hearing there too, is there was this determination that you had to make it work, not just to have it be like a fantasy, because sometimes you can do that. You can like set up the whole oh, yeah. thing. You have your perfect desk, you have your perfect background, you have your perfect this, the perfect app, the perfect, yeah. and you're perfectly completely without clients. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Broke, right? yeah. Yeah. They're going to come to me because I got the perfect desk. Exactly. They're just going to come in the door. And it's almost yeah. like playing house. You know what I right. mean? It's almost oh, like absolutely. house. And so how you brought to the table the admonition to not focus on things that are not going to enhance the production of cash flow. Right. 
Like really that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. Are you producing cash flow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break because we're already at the break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about cash flow and about creating momentum for money in your business and how marketing and the work that you do helps people to do that. But right now we're going to take a short break and wickedly smart women we could use some help from you. So if you are enjoying the show and you want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world already. And I want to shout out this week to our listeners in, where are we going to shout out? I think our listeners in Sweden. So hello, Sweden. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll be right back with Lori Lyons. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with our special guest, Lori Lyons. You can find out more about Lori at ignitingyourbusiness.com forward slash smart women. When you go to that URL, which we will have in the show notes for you, you will find there her special offer, her gift for you, which is three shifts for creating momentum in your business. And before we went to the break, we were talking about the money aspect of things. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit, Lori, about um, your own personal relationship with money and this idea of clarity and specificity and momentum under making money in your entrepreneurial venture and how marketing serves that. Ooh, I just got really uncomfortable <laughs> when you start talking about money mindset, because it's so interesting because, you know, I think I've got a great money mindset, but then somebody says something like that and you immediately clinch and go, Ooh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to as a, as a business owner and as a businesswoman, because if you don't have the money, you know, you're not in business. You have a hobby. Is that, you know, are, are you a hoe, a hobby owner? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I read that the other day and I just laughed about that. But yeah, I think that 
as women, we tend to forget that we're in business to make money. And then if we're not making money, we're not going to succeed and we're not going to stay in business. And I hear so many women apologizing for that. And it's like, no, honey, for a long time, I practiced giving my proposals so that I wouldn't be apologetic when I gave my price. And that has served me so well over the years that if you, you know, if I believe in what I do and I believe in the service that I provide and I believe in what good can come from what I do for a lot of business owners that I don't apologize for it anymore. You know, if it fits your budget, fine, if it doesn't, but it's how I'm profitable, it can make money. And I know that I'm going to stay in business so that in, in two or three years, when somebody needs my services again, I'm still in business because <laughs> I'm profitable. So I think we have to keep in mind that money is not bad. Money is good. And that asking for what we're worth, which is so hard sometimes to ask for what we deserve and what we're worth and what our intelligence and background and experience provides, that if you can keep that in mind, I think you'll be fine. Beautiful. I love that. So I want to just drop into our lovely Wickedly Smart Women listeners that uh, Lori just gave a massive, massive, massive golden nugget or a pearl. We'll call it the pearl of wisdom. wisdom. Here on Wickedly Smart Women, we call it pearls of wisdom. And that was practicing her proposals. Now, it sounds like a simple thing that she just slipped in there, but the truth is the more that you vocalize the value and become practiced at expressing that, the easier it is when you are actually in front of somebody and you are making that proposal. So that is one wickedly smart pearl of wisdom that I want, I just really want to underscore that for our listeners. You know, the other thing that I really getting from that part of the conversation there, Lori, is, is it time? I'm going to just ask, <laughs> right in. is it time for you to give yourself a raise? Because one of the things that you mentioned is asking for what we're worth, what are the experiences that we bring, the skills that we bring. And I think a lot of times, even when we're wickedly smart, we forget oh, yeah. that we have accumulated more along the way. So I'm going to ask you, is it time for you to have a raise, baby? Oh, honey, I get myself raises all the time. <laughs> yeah, when you know, and it, it's funny because I watch the numbers, like wickedly smart women do, as I watch my numbers. And when I've been giving proposals and I'm giving, let's say, you know, we'll keep it simple and say I've got, I've given 10 proposals. If I'm getting 10 yeses, I ain't charge enough money. So I'll go up and I'll go up. And my prices today are, aren't what they were six months ago or two years ago. If you got a website for me when I first started, first of all, bless you, because it probably, <laughs> it's probably time for a new one. But, <laughs> you know, I was giving them away. I literally was giving them away to build a portfolio because I had to do that. I needed it. But, you know, today, oh, no, I have no problem giving myself a raise. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I love that you mentioned that, you know, at the beginning, you do do that, those things. You do, you know, give, sometimes you give it away at the beginning to build something, build a yeah. portfolio. I'd love to have you talk about when do you know that it's time to stop doing that? And what did you do to stop yourself from, because sometimes I think we get into momentum oh, yeah. in the way, you know, we, and, and women in particular, we're acculturated to be volunteering all the stinking time, yes. right? Yes. 
that's the expectation is that we're going to give our time and our energy and our skills and our brilliance mm -hmm. and our smarts uncompensated. Mm -hmm. So how do you know, or how did you know when it was time to say, okay, I've done enough for free. Now I need to get paid. And what did you do internally to just say enough, you know, set right. a boundary and say enough, I'm done with this. For me, it was kind of watching how much time I was spending. And when I say I gave away some for free, I think I did two or three. And I did a little barter for one, you know, got creative with how to get people to take a chance on my building a website. But as I moved forward, and I realized that, you know, I thought I was asking a lot of money for what I was doing. I thought, you know, it was all of a sudden, it was like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable with this because I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. And then I realized people were like, you're really good at this. And I started believing them. And that was the key for me is when, when I started getting the validation that I was going in the right direction. But also it was just plain and simple. I was working myself to death. You know, when you're, when you're bordering on burnout, cause you're working 20 hours a week, seven days a week, because you're giving away stuff for free or basically for free cause your prices are too low and you, you're not in a position where you can hire somebody to help you because you haven't charged enough. So when I made that realization and then started making the adjustments and then was able to make more adjustments to bring on, start bringing on a team, that was like the greatest day of my life when I got somebody to help me. Cause it was Number one, as women, we don't have to do it all. We don't have to fry up the bacon and, you know, and serve it. We can, we can have somebody fry that bacon for us. So when I started realizing that and started bringing my team in, and now I have three people that on my team that work with me and I can pull out some of that employee task that I don't need to be doing because I was, I was charging for my services what they were worth. And that enabled me to do that. Yeah. So we, we, we have to get in that position mentally to realize that I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And we, we got to charge what we're worth. Well, and the other thing I really want to underscore there, Lori, because I feel like it's so important to have people really get that when you charge what you're worth, when you acknowledge not only what you're worth, but what your service is worth in the marketplace to the right fit people, which is the marketing side of things, mm -hmm. right? Not only are you going to create a profitable business that will feed and nourish you and keep you from being burned out, but you also become generative because when you start to put other people to work, now you're feeding their families, right? Absolutely. Your business is feeding their families. And so I think that the most important thing that I want to underscore here is let's lose the shame and lose the old conditioning around money and step into a place where we recognize that business is business and it means that you need to make enough money to pay yourself and pay your team and pay for all the other stuff that goes along with being in a business and have some left over because if we don't have profit then what are we doing the profit is so that we can reinvest and grow even more so sure. i have one more question for you before we come to the end and that is, it's around really evaluating what's yours to do, right? And can you weave in a little bit about how important it is to have the clarity in your marketing so that things are functioning so that when it does come time to start delegating, you can then focus on really what's yours to do and what your process was when you were bringing team on board sure. for evaluating, like what's the most important thing for you to be doing as the business owner? 
Well, it was funny because when I first started thinking about bringing somebody on, I thought, I love doing this or I love doing, I don't want somebody to have to take that over. And it was kind of like the light bulb moment of, well, duh, you don't give away the things that you love doing. And we had this discussion in a mastermind the other day that you find somebody that can build to what you're weak at. So what are your weaknesses? And you find somebody to compliment and uplift those weaknesses so that they're strong in that area. And so that's what I tried to do is, you know, I am a non-technical person. I don't like, you know, not only am I non I don't like the technical part of it. I don't want to have to be doing that back end work that sometimes you have to do with website stuff. So I have somebody that, you know, part of my team, I thought, all right, this is something that I can very, very easily and happily delegate. So I brought in somebody in my team that does that for me when it's time to make websites live, they clone them, you know, they make them live, they do all the, the back end technical stuff that I just frankly don't enjoy. I like putting, you know, colors where they're, I like working with businesses on their message. I like making sure that we're that we're giving the right message, that we're giving a consistent message, that we're we're branding them well and it's consistent, but also that they're really talking to their clients and what their clients' problems are in their own language. And that's something that I'm really good at and I enjoy is getting to the heart of the marketing message with the client. So all the other stuff, you know, the the what color you're gonna make their logo or what color you're gonna make their call to action buttons. That's fun for me, but it's not really what, you know, what the, the gist of, of what we do is, is make sure that this is going to be something that serves our clients. Mm, yeah, beautiful. I love that. And one of my favorite things to say is clarity is divinity. So when you have a really clear message, it's really clear presentation to the world, which in this case is a website, then it's, it's simple. Right. It's yeah, exactly. Theoretically, it should be simple unless yes. we're using retrograde. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. And it's funny, too, because I've just recently I just finished a, a legal website and I just uh, signed on with another gentleman who I'm looking forward to working with. And he's also a lawyer. And I said, the biggest challenge that you guys have is not talking in legalese. Can you not talk in legalese to the clients that are looking for you? Because if you're talking legalese, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose them. So he promised me that he could, you know, speak like a real human being. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna send prayer off to you, Lori. That actually works itself right out the way you are asking it to. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. I'm looking forward to working with him. Awesome. All right. Well, it has been awesome having you here on the show and. Listeners, we love feedback, so please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line at 540-402-0043, extension 4343, or sending questions or guest suggestions to listeners at thickitysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Please be sure to check out Lori's beautiful gift that she has, the three shifts for creating more momentum in your business at ignitingyourbusiness.com forward slash smart women. We will have that in the show notes as well. You know, thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. 
We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.